The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Tomorrow, don't lie, right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a smooth soul Monday right here on 104.9 The Horn. And uh, using my man Patrick back there, twisting and tweaking the dials. Got my man Corey back there right now, so shout out to him. Uh, also, you can be a part of the show. Please do hit us up on the Specs text line. That is the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. Uh, the weather outside does actually kind of match a lot of the sports news out there. Um, and a lot of it is uh, sad and uh, somber if you will. Um, but Smooth Soul Monday, uh, shout out to my man Patrick doing the hard work on that. Uh, big news, obviously, today is the uh, Chris Beard uh, news that he was arrested early this morning. We'll get some details about that because there are some updates in that story. Very strange updates, actually, in that story. We'll get to those here yeah. coming up in a second. Um, all right. Uh, but for those who have not heard, all right, so let's just kind of go through it and, and play by play, and then we'll give you the latest. Um, it was, and this is actually from Austin Police Department, on December 12, uh, 2022, at approximately 12.15 a.m., the Austin Police Department received a 911 call for a disturbance in the 1900 block of Vista Lane. The caller reported the disturbance was no, uh, the, the, the caller reported the disturbance was no longer uh, ongoing and one of the individuals had left the house. APD officers responded and located a woman who stated she had been assaulted and strangled by Christopher Michael Beard. Uh, Beard was booked into Travis County Jail. He is charged with assault by strangulation slash suffocation, family violence, which is a third degree felony. His lawyer uh, after that uh, was released and became uh, public, uh, he released a statement and it might have been around the same time or even before that. Uh, Perry Minton released a statement, Coach Beard's lawyer, stating Coach Beard is 100 percent innocent of these charges. He should have never been arrested. The complainant wants him released immediately and all charges dismissed. It is truly inconceivable. Uh, that is a statement. University of Texas issued a statement. The university is aware of the situation regarding Chris Beard. We are continuing to gather information and monitoring the legal process. And here is the latest. Uh, this comes from our friends over at the uh, the Austin American Statesman. And yeah, it's uh, Ryan Artulo. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so uh, this just dropped. Um, and shout, it's at Artulo A A S. So A U T U L L O A A S. Uh, to give him credit. So here's what he tweeted 24 minutes ago. <clears throat> he says the statesman has obtained Chris Beard's arrest affidavit 
A woman told police, Beard, quote, choked me, threw me off the bed, bit me, bruises all over my leg, throwing me around and going nuts. She said the choking lasted for five seconds and impeded her breathing, police say. Um, goes on to say Chris Beard told police that he has audio recordings showing he was not the primary aggressor. He was asked if he would be willing to share those audio recordings, to which he said no. <clears throat> so, apparently, based on this tweet from Ryan O'Toole, Chris Beard and his, maybe this lawyer, remember the lawyer had that really adamant statement that, you know, his client is 100% innocent um, of these charges, should have never been arrested, complaining once and released immediately. Um, sounds like somebody making a statement that adamant would have some type of evidence to try to back up that claim that he's 100% innocent of those charges, should never have been arrested. And maybe that was the evidence that he probably felt so strongly about that would be able to um, exonerate his client. Why would Chris Beard be unwilling to share that information is the real question. If it indeed would show that, you know, he wasn't the aggressor or maybe he's defending himself, whatever it may be in this situation, um, unless maybe that audio is also very damning, although it may show that he wasn't the aggressor, it may have something else very damning. Uh, on that audio that he doesn't want to be made public knowledge. Yeah. Maybe that's why, right? That's, yeah. I, that, that's the only reason I can think of as to why he says, oh, the audio will reveal that he was the aggressor, but I won't release the audio. Or, or, or maybe the complainant, assuming that is someone he still wants to be in a relationship with, maybe he doesn't want them right. to have to deal with the repercussions of something, some audio becoming public. And even though you know, the, uh, the police and authorities will say, oh, we'll keep this sealed. We know price is right. That stuff doesn't say sealed. TMZ will get it and it'll be public. And then whatever's on there, we'll be talking about it in a week or so or you know later on this week. So, yeah. so I think he's either one of those, either he or both. Maybe he doesn't want her to look bad as a result of the audio. He doesn't want himself to look bad as a result of the audio or both. And he doesn't want it out there. Yeah, he doesn't that, want it out there because it could be something, you know, that it could every, be something else that would be damning to him in another yeah, in another yeah. situation. Some people looking at them in that in that <clears throat> manner. Yeah. And you know, we have a, a lot of people that are able to search the evidence, so to speak. And when I mean the evidence, I mean going to get the affidavits, going to get some of the releases that were uh written up by the police department. Because you know that in the state of Texas, you can request open records. And, and a lot of times, that's yeah. what these reporters do. And there is some information that is out there right now that the affidavit is floating around there. So it's something okay. that we can look at during the break and kind of and kind of break down and look through it. Because, again, we still have to go through these legal processes, right? Number one, the victim. Feel sorry for if this it's is horrible. all true. If, if, if this there was, is, yeah, yeah. If, if, this you're is about all, if you're talking about domestic violence, exactly. it's horrible and disgusting, and it should not be tolerated. E- exactly, yeah. and I want to make sure that we give them the 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 right information as well, and protect those that need protecting. Yeah, you should never put your hands 
on a woman in that manner. Shouldn't period. put your hands on, on anybody because you're gonna get some repercussions yeah, on that, right? Unless you're defending yourself, right, or in some manner that they consensual manner. Consensual <laughs> manner, yeah. And make sure that all the I safe words are in play, right? You so go. you want to make sure too that that we want to respect all those that are being affected by this. But if the affidavit, which is public records, is stating all of this information to the point where she said, I don't feel safe, that is a problem. And I know that at any moment, anybody can say that at any time, in any situation. Rod, we and you can be sitting here and one of us say we're not in a safe place right now. Mm -hmm. Get a phone call, some things happen, one of us got to go. And that's normal in those types of situations. So what we're waiting to find out, number one, is what is the truth versus what we're speculating. If we're going by what we see on this affidavit and we consider it as truth, this is awful. This is a bad situation. There's usually most things, not all things, usually three sides to most stories. That's the, you know. There's two sides to it. I'm mm-hmm. sure Chris Beard's got his side. I'm yep. sure she's got hers. And then there's the real truth. That's what the authorities in the justice system is, is for, trying to figure out exactly what the truth is. I will say right now the narrative is leading toward we're talking about domestic abuse and domestic violence. Correct. And if you are the University of Texas right now, we're not talking about the justice system. That's for a different discussion. And and honestly, I I don't really have the expertise or knowledge to get deep into that. But I, I do dabble in the court of public opinion. This is what we do. And that's where Texas is dabbling in right now, the court of public opinion right now. That is what is urgent for them in this situation. If it is indeed these details coming out, if they're indeed true, they are troubling. And then Texas is going to have to figure out if this is troubling to the extent where, okay, this is something that just needs discipline and rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. Or is this something that needs excommunication? Ah. That's true. All right. Are we, ta- yeah, yeah, talk- yeah, yeah. Are we talking? To- that's what I'm saying. That, yeah. that, that's basically what mm-hmm. Texas got to figure out based on their own investigation and what they and what and what uh, they deem is appropriate. Um, but what I'll say is, I'm still kind of going back to the recording showing that he was not the primary aggressor. First of all, it doesn't aggressor or not, and I I, I think the report indicates that he left the situation mm-hmm. and obviously left it too late. Always yeah. good just yeah. to flee. Flee the scene. Yeah, yeah, Get the yeah. hell out of Dodge yep. when something is escalating and you're losing control and the situ- you're losing control of the situation itself. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, to me, that audio recording, first of all, why is there an audio recording? Yeah, what, what are you? What, yeah. First, can we t- so talk about that? Is it number one, so, either it, during the sit, during whatever was happening, somebody decided, all right, you know what? I'm recording this because right. I'm recording. I'm right. evidence Protect of what myself. you're doing. That's yes. right. That's right. Or, That's right. You are like a tricky dick kind of dude, and you record every damn thing. Right, right. Then we get into some way more sinister stuff. Like I just record, I record stuff. I just don't, you know. Yeah, I, mean? I don't trust nothing. Then we into something else. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, we into yeah. something else, and I'm not right. going to. So I, I do wonder about the recording. Like, oh, we got audio recording. So I wonder when that mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Right in the middle of it. When did that start? Um, and I, and like I said, going back to why Chris Beard, because I believe Chris Beard probably thinks he can beat the charges. Or right, right, right. he can get His, them diminished down to something else, and it, that he wants to worry about the legality of this thing. Yep. That he's worried about his reputation and For his sure. career. Career, yeah, that's right. At this point, that's and. Right. If that is his, I think the net they they got to start shifting the narrative or getting the, what they believe the truth is out there. Um, that he didn't do something heinous and make a terrible, horrible mistake here. 
because um, right now the narrative is working against Texas. And here's the other part of it, too. Most And most of these situations, don't they have, if, if there was a domestic or bruising or hitting, scratching, they normally take pictures of those situations. So, so yeah. there's going to be that, too. Yes. So there will be more to come as this continues to unravel. But when you start getting the actual report and you read through it, and you're seeing certain things, there. that's where people make their own judgments, right? That's where. That's what's of, happening right now. The, the, the court of public, public opinion. opinion. Now it's even more so, though, because it's, now you can actually, because we can all think about it. But when you start reading it. That's why Texas needs to address it, it might this be, quickly. If, if Perry Minton is saying, that's his name, correct? Did I get his name right? Make yeah. sure I get his name right. I don't want to yeah, respect the man. Mitten, Perry Minton, Mitten. right? Yeah. The, Chris the lawyer. Yeah. If he is saying that the complaint herself mm-hmm. that she wants to drop the charges and that she said none of this should have happened either um and like i said i don't know about you know exactly what went down and what happened right you know i i do wonder if when texas will have um a statement and when they'll address the the media about it because i wonder if she'll address things separately on her own yeah to try to clear uh, clear the air, so to speak, right? About a lot of the what may be misconceptions. What if the narrative is shifting? I wouldn't doubt if you see her separately, maybe decide that she wants to clear the air on it if it blows up because it is. I mean, it's TMZ now. It's, right, it's all it's over na- the place. It's and national news. It's, now. it's a national yeah. story. Yeah. Um, so I, they, they got to put out either Texas has to say something, Chris Beard's got to say something, or she's got to say something. Yeah, one of the three. Yes. Because the it longer all has to happen. the longer we allow for just random vague facts to start to, you know, really shift and mm-hmm. seal and seal the narrative, if you will, for Texas, that's a bad thing. It's yeah, because the court of Kanarin, all we're talking about is domestic abuse. One hundred percent. All we're as all everybody's talking about is domestic abuse and domestic violence. Uh, and these conversations get more and more dark, and they mm-hmm. become. You know, and, and for Texas, damaging. Right. And for Chris Beard, damaging. And, and, and maybe he deserves all that. I don't know. Um, but right now, like I said, it's, it's just doing a lot of damage. A lot of damage. And yeah. there's a lot that needs to be unraveled. And <laughs> as this conversation continues to grow, um, everybody, as we've talked about, form their own opinions. They're looking at certain but things. But they're not a favorable opinions. They're, no, there's nothing good all happening these, All these this. opinions being formed Absolutely. are negative against Texas and Chris Beard. So I like said, yep. as soon as they can, they if his lawyer is indeed talk, you know, standing on truth, they better get it out there. They get out there early because yeah. tr- perception is reality. And after a while, y'all know. It it don't matter necessarily yeah, what your truth is. It's hard to pull this <laughs> one back, man. It's hard to pull this one back, and that is why that's what, to your point, rumor, Rob. A rumor gets around the world faster than the, the, uh, the truth. truth can put his pants on. Right, right. <laughs> like, hey, it takes a while, man, for the truth to catch up. Those retractions in the in the newspaper they never get as many hits as the initial story. Exactly. Well, you know what uh, yeah, you there gotta, was a retraction that was put out. Man, Where was it? I didn't see it. Better you hurry know up. What I'm so, so, yeah. And said, justice wise, we have no idea what this thing is going to go and. You know, the charges stick, drop, diminish, whatever. That's going to take a while. The justice system. Have y'all been in the justice system before? It works at a snail's pace, mm-hmm. a glacier-like pace. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody get to rush the justice system. No. Nope. They work at their own pace. That's pace. right. And that's even right. for Chris Beard, it's going to take a little while. But that's why I said right now it's a court of public opinion that is of urgency for Texas. Right. That, and they, we still don't know who's coaching the team. 
There still hasn't been an announcement. Still for that no either. announcement about who's coaching and the I team. Keep looking Rodney Terry's got ten years of head coaching experience. I think he would be the guy. Yeah. But to me, I don't know why that's taking so long. That should I would have did that if I was CDC before this morning. Before Chris Beard got out of jail, I'd be like, uh, Rodney Terry's coaching the team. Ain't no way you're getting out of jail and gonna go right to the sideline. I don't exactly. give a damn what reason you was in jail for. Exactly. You get the same student athletes. You don't get out of jail as a student athlete to get to go, you know, go yeah, play. I'm gonna shoot a three tonight. <laughs> no, 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 sorry, sorry. There's son. a lot, and you might not sorry, even son. be on the program. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, you so might not, not be on the program. Why is that yeah. taking so long? What's the, right. That should have been like, a, I right. guess when you put that, they can put that out there, Bianca. They don't need to make a statement to anybody. Like, no, no. Just say, Roddy Terry is coaching the team. Done. Right. He's coaching. He's going to be on the sideline tonight. Until further notice. Until further notice. Until further notice. And he's suspended. No, right. we ain't talking about no one's suspended. We're, we're just saying until further saying notice. Tonight is not <laughs> the night that he's participating. He will be absent. Right. Tonight. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know why this is, that's not even hard. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I've been what's curious the, to that as well. Like, why? why what are we waiting on? Hey, uh, as far as the statement, I know they gave that initial statement this morning where they were monitoring and letting the legal movement stuff. Everything. I understand that. Yeah. But after that, in wake of the circumstances in which we have been um, given the information to Rodney Terry, Chris Ogden, whoever it may be. It's easy. Will be coaching the team until further notice. Because you know you're not going to let Chris be, no matter what. I'm not saying. And people are going to ask. They've been asking. Everybody's asking. Right. The nation the is watching yeah, this so now. Just, you should, it should have been easy yeah. peasy. Like, hey, as soon as you heard the news that you verified, confirmed, it was Chris Beard in yep. jail. Yep. He's not coming from jail from Travis County Correct. to go coach a game. Correct. We know this. Right. Why haven't we had announced the already? silence? Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. That doesn't make any sense to me. Very like, good point. That's yeah. very good point. All right. Um, okay. So that's the latest on it. That's all we have right now. Um, it is a w- weird, strange story. Just the way it's all working out. Because there's some strange details that are coming out, but um, we don't have all of them. So we don't want to jump to. We jump to some conclusions, but not to mm. too many conclusions here. Right. Um, but uh, Chris Beard. Uh, he is out on bond, though. He is he out. Is out. Um, yep. We assume that he is – I assume he's on the 40 acres, honestly. I assume he's having some I, conversations right now. I assume it's an office with him, CDC, yeah. Jay Hartzell, Kevin L. Tyfe. Everybody maybe, that brought him in. Maybe the, Everybody that brought him in. Yeah. Um, SID yeah. in there. We've got to handle the, the PR of it. Yeah. You, you don't want too many people in there, probably five or six, but – I imagine, you know, that's the group that's in there trying to figure out what's going on and what the best step is going forward. No doubt. And, uh, yeah, we still don't have, you know, enough details to figure out for Texas if it is, like I said, is it, are we talking about rehabilitation and suspension? You know what I mean? Are we talking about excommunication? Yeah. That's you know a I mean? and, and 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 cancellation. And can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean, like, that's because that's a big difference. That's you know, people have made mistakes, but like I said, domestic violence these days, especially in court of court of public opinion, not all sins are created equal. Um, and domestic violence is one. Like I said, DWI. You talked about that yeah. earlier. Some you know, for some reason, that is seen as at least more relatable or not as egregious. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's very dangerous, it's, it's, dangerous. it's horrible. Absolutely. You should not be doing that Absolutely. at all. But I'm talking about in the court of public opinion, it seems like that is more easily forgiven. Right? They're like, like, oh, oh okay. suspension. Suspend you're out them. for a while. Nobody you know, got hurt. You see it you at know, every level of stuff. everything. Yeah. Yes. Kind of yeah. people see it's victimless crimes. Exactly. That's that's the term I'm looking for. Right? The yeah. victimless crimes. Right. Uh, and somebody like, no, don't hit me up on the text. And I'm like, well, no, 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 no. There are victimless crimes. Yep. Uh, and I think that is seen as one unless there is something unfortunate that happens. This is not one of those. 
Correct. And I think there's a victim involved, Correct. and when there's a victim involved, that's when uh, things get really dire. Okay, let's, uh, you know what, I, w- I was going to say I'm going to get to a lighter topic, but it's, I was going to talk Mike Leach. You know what, you know, we'll come back, we're going to talk Texas, Oklahoma, going early exit to the SEC. That is a little bit of a pick-me-up. We'll also uh, discuss um, Mike Leach's legacy as one of the greatest uh, football coaches at any level, actually. We'll talk about that. And some of you probably hadn't even noticed um, at the award ceremony that also is an homage to Mike Leach. We'll get into that on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's oh, the you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to uh, Ball Don't Lie. Time for uh, Rod's Ram today. I was going to get into some other stuff, but we have some news breaking as we speak. We do have a statement from the university, Harge. Is that correct? You we do okay. uh, officially have a statement. The university takes uh, pers- uh, interpersonal violence involving members of the community si- seriously. Given the information available, the university has suspended Chris Beard from his position as the head coach of the men's basketball team and will withhold his pay until further notice. Associate head coach Rodney Terry will serve as the acting head coach for tonight's game versus Rice. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, the, the, they probably were just waiting because they wanted to make sure they gave the update on who's going to be coaching the team and an update on Chris Beard all at once, and they didn't want to have to deal with the media. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, you know the update on Chris Beard, and you also know the update on who's going to be coaching the team. It's going to be Rodney Terry yep. as the interim coach tonight. He's got 10 years of head coaching experience. Honestly, that that team is going to be fine with the coaching staff they have in place. I mean, that's one of the strongest coaching staffs in the country. Uh, so they'll be fine from that uh, aspect uh, in terms of their psyche as a team um, and their really their uh, overall morale as a team. That might be something to consider and look at. Um, right. But in terms of the coaching, I think they'll be fine there. And, uh, yeah, uh, suspending him already. Um what are your thoughts? Just it, it. I mean, I think it was something that they needed to do. Yeah. Just because of the the madness of it all, right? Yeah. What the attention that it's bringing, and the fact of this is a even if he's innocent, even if he proves to be innocent, this is a domestic violence case that is being brought to the light. And as we talked about before, you're the flagship university. You everybody pays attention to what's Everybody's going on watching. at the University of Texas. If for some reason they said we're suspending him, didn't say for the season, didn't say indefinitely, it's basically he's suspended without pay. That's what we were saying. If you could get to the further notice part of it, then everybody would have understood. If you would have got ahead of it, just like we've been talking about, making some statement, that was what everyone was waiting for. Where's the statement? Because you got to – because one person is not bigger than the university. No. So you have to protect the university in these matters. Now, we also need to protect that victim and the person that has been assaulted, whatever it may be, until all the news comes out, until we go to court and whatever the situation is going to be, you have to look at it. And we talked about it. Court of Public Opinion has put this in your face. Yeah, you got to deal with you it. You had to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, because you had to deal with it. And if, 
And it just so happened that Texas had a basketball game tonight. I know. That's the, that's the irony of that's it all. The, yeah, for Texas. They, logistically, you have to right. figure it out, but you also got to figure it out from a public relations standpoint. Right. What are we going to put out there publicly? Right. But also, how are we going to handle the actual uh, task of going out there and putting a, a, you know, a team out there on the floor and a coaching staff um, that is still – competent and they can still execute and they, right. I think they're going to be fine from that, that standpoint yep. um, so yeah so Chris Beard will be suspended for the time being um, until the university can figure out exactly um, what the best course of action is going forward and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how long this thing takes to sort out because if they're waiting on the justice system that takes yeah, a while it's going to take a long time to go with that, that if takes, that's what it is yeah, yeah that takes a while so um, I don't know if that's what they're going to be waiting on and I wonder how long it'll be be until now since Chris Beard is no longer uh, going to be coaching for the time being, going to yeah. be coaching the team. I wonder when we'll hear a statement from Chris Beard. Right. I like, mean, but like, do, a represent, obviously in a, rep- say, a representative statement, Laura, not yeah. him physically, because yeah. I'm sure he'll do that, but at least a statement about you know his side of what transpired right. and what went down. Correct. Um, because, like I said, more and more details coming out with the affidavit and things of that nature, um, it obviously paints a very negative narrative yep. um, about the situation overall. Yeah, right, they so, did say until further notice, so that's that's the other part of it, too. Well, because they don't know. Right. That's they, what I'm saying. They're, they, they're letting the legal yeah. work itself Which, out. Like I said, if they're waiting on the, the entire legal process to play out, that takes mm-hmm. a long time. I wonder if they're just waiting on the majority of the – the details to come out so that they can kind of figure out exact. Cause I'm not sure. Th- I mean, they know maybe his story from right. his side and try to figure out exactly if the, and like I can say the complaint is on their side. If she's, if indeed, like the lawyer said, if she wants, wanted him free and didn't even want him to go to jail. And now they are, you know, still, I don't know, considering rec- reconciling things yeah. or whatever it may be. I don't yeah. know where they are. Um, he still has, the legal um, parameters with no, no, no. They they have an order now, a restraining order that he's got to deal with, and things of that nature. So that's just a lot to sort out. Right. And for Texas, it's going to take them a little while to do it. Okay. Uh, so that's the update on the Chris Beard situation. Um, there's also an unfortunate uh, situation happening in Mississippi with Mike Leach, um, and uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look great. There's some reports that his family uh, they're all flying into Mississippi um, because they want to <sighs> gather as much information as they can and try to figure out what they're going to do going forward about Mike Leach's health and um, if uh, indeed they need to make some really tough decisions. But thinking about Mike Leach, um, I was just talking to a friend the other day, strangely enough, about the Heisman ceremony. It was Saturday, I believe it was. And and I was like, man, you realize that basically three of the four quarterbacks that were Heisman finalists were playing in Air raid ish or air raid systems. Mm-hmm. Both of the Rileys, of course, Garrett Riley and Lincoln Riley had their quarterbacks. And hell, Lincoln Riley's had. Now, how many Heisman Trophy winners has he had now? That, that's three. Three? Uh, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, and now Caleb Williams. So he's got three. But he took Jalen Hurts. He's been Hurts. there five times. Correct? He took Jalen Hurts there um, as a. As he was the runner up. Took Baker Mayfield there took twice. twice. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, ridiculous. Think he's pretty uh, good, bro. Yeah, yeah, and his brother's pretty good. Little brother's pretty good too. Um, but think about that, though. I mean, that's to me there was nothing, and that, that was actually before the Mike Leach news, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing more symbolic of the the widespread uh, effect and impact of 
the air raid offense and think that three of those courts, Todd Munkin, not directly from the air raid coaching tree, but he is uh, basically an air raid admirer. He's always admired the air raid (laughs) and talks about building his passing game off of those same concepts. Uh, And both of, of course, we just talked about Lincoln Riley and Garrett Riley too. And, I mean, the Big 12, I talked about this. Hell, earlier this year, the Big 12 now is going back to an air raid off uh, uh, conference pretty much. Pretty much. It, 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 it's now yeah, it's going full circle and going back to an air raid conference. Oklahoma's running the air raid. TCU's running the air raid now. Zach Kitley at Tech running the air raid again. Mm-hmm. Graham Harrell at West Virginia, they're running the air raid. And it's weird that now we, we went from, uh, from the air raid, I think, you know, when Mike Leach essentially proliferate the air raid all across the Big 12 and 80% of the conference was running the air raid in, in, in his prime here in Big 12 country there with Tech and I think everybody went away from it because everybody wants to go to more hybrid spread schemes kind of my man uh, Jeff Howe talks about that all the time uh, but now history repeating itself everybody's going right back to the air raid and I think right. the air raid now is it's so embedded it is so interwoven into the fabric of football that you see teams running air raid concepts now, and it's second nature. You don't even think about it. You don't say, oh, that's an air raid concept now. Because Andy Reid said this, everybody's running air raid concepts. Right. You may not be an air raid offense, but you are running air raid concepts. Right. Everybody runs. Basically, the air raid. There's some variant to it. Yes, the air raid yeah. is basically what you know kind of happened with the West Coast offense in the NFL. Every, if you ain't running a West Coast offense, you're running concepts from it. And if you ain't running an air raid offense, you're running concepts from it. Right. That's how impactful Mike Leach is. And look at his coaching tree. What I love about his coaching tree, it is a, it is a player-driven coach, coaching tree. It is A lot of the, the coaches, they played literally under Mike Leach. That's what right. I love about it. You're right. Josh Heupel's. You're Lincoln Rallies. You're Cliff Kingsbury. Like you, that's what I love about his coaching tree. And he always talks about and you know, tells the story of you know his quarterbacks who, you know, he always called passing plays famously, never would call a running play, even to this day, when he's asked about balance, he says balance is not fifty percent pass, fifty percent run. Balance is being able to be being able to execute and being able to call whatever I want, anytime I want. That's his definition of balance in, in Mike Leach's genius mind. And he would always call pass plays every time his quarterbacks <laughs> would fail to check into a run play on an obvious run advantage down when they had the numbers in the box, he would call them over to the sideline and dog cuss them. And they would always, all the quarterbacks who play in the leash, they have a similar story about him cussing them out, telling them they should have changed the play, and them telling them, Coach, you call the play. And he's like, (laughs) yeah, I'm on the sideline calling the plays. You're on the field. You run the offense. I call the plays. And it's almost a lesson to his quarterbacks that, no, 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 it's your offense. I call the plays on the sideline. You run the offense on the field. Right. And don't be, and it goes back to my boy Shannon, who had a great quote all the time. He's like, hey, be coachable, but don't be a robot. Be right. coachable. Don't be a robot. Go out there and make a damn play and be a football player. That's what he's telling you. He's saying, hey, I called, yes, I called a pass play, but you know what? They only had three guys in the box, all right? So why don't you check it down to a run play? And let's get these seven, eight yards and keep it moving. Right. And I, I love that story time and time again that all the quarterbacks tell you about Mike Leach. But Mike Leach is a is a genius. Um, we'll be talking more about him. Hopefully, thoughts and prayers. Uh, we get good news coming down about uh, Mike Leach as well uh, coming up. All right, uh, let's get to another off the record. This is strange and suspicious news. Once again, a very uh, sobering, somber topic. Grant Wall 
and a, another mysterious reporter dying at the World Cup. Man. This is crazy. We'll get into it and talk about it on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 The Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a smooth soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Um, and today, I think we could all use a little soothing of the soul uh, because a lot of um, sad, depressing, unfortunate news in the sports world today. And uh, another story that we haven't got a chance to talk about, but also is a bizarre, uh, sad story. Grant Wall. Uh, the soccer reporter, um, he fell ill during the World Cup and uh, basically died in the final minutes of uh, the quarterfinal game between the Netherlands and Argentina on Friday. Uh, the veteran soccer journalist had bronchitis, he revealed. He has, a, he has a podcast, so he was doing a podcast while he was over there, and on his podcast he was talking about the troubles he was having physically. He revealed that uh, he had bronchitis and had visited a medical clinic twice in the days before his death. Um, and he was laughing with colleagues, they said, just minutes before he fell uh, ill and then ended up passing away. Um, he, had pro- he had previously received a lot of attention uh, internationally uh, and was blocked from entering a stadium because he was wearing a rainbow-colored T-shirt to support LGBTQ plus rights uh, all over the world. His brother uh, is actually gay, um, and obviously a lot of his passion stems from that. And actually his brother, um, Eric Wall, uh, announced his brother's death on Instagram, and he made an emotional plea for help saying, quote, I am gay. I'm the reason he wore the rainbow shirt to the World Cup. My brother was healthy. He told me he received death threats. I do not believe my brother just died. I believe he was killed. And I'm just begging for any help. He's now taking taking his Instagram profile private. Um, but just days before his death, Grant Wall published a scathing criticism of Qatar's government and Supreme Committee for delivery and legacy asserting indifference to the deaths of co- of, of workers who built the World Cup stadium. Um, the Supreme Committee in charge of Qatar's World Cup doesn't care that a, this is what he wrote, doesn't care that a, a Filipino migrant worker died at Saudi Arabia's training resort during the group stage. He suffered a fatal blow to the head during a fall in a forklift accident. Um, and he went on to say information that was kept under wraps until it was broken by the athletic. So he was he was breaking some stories that the government of Qatar would probably would not have liked people right. knowing about. Yeah. That's true. And and being very outspoken about it. But regardless, there's no reason for anyone to have to well, bear that that brunt of wild. that stuff, man, because you know, that's the one thing that everybody continues to want to talk about about why uh, Qatar was given the World Cup. Oh, we know. Why. You know, but but that's what I'm saying. Corruption. Know, corruption. <laughs> and then for this to happen and you're still trying to find the words and the way to handle this. And there, there there's no way. I mean, it's already been 
told by millions of people who have covered that sport and have been over there for the uh, World Cup. It's a it's an awful situation, and I feel horrible for those people that are out there being in that situation, man. The, the fam- and all he was doing was his job. Yeah. You the, know what I'm saying? He the, was working. The family's trying to get uh, make sure they get his phone and a lot of his items uh, back to the United States and you know, before something could happen uh, to them. And also they want to get his body back um, for an autopsy. Um, so it, the family's going through a lot. And this doesn't help uh, that story because that story is already – you know, it's it's a lot happening, and it seems a little suspicious. Well, now a Qatari photographer has died while covering the World Cup. A mm. second journalist has has lost his life at the global event um, after Grand Wall's death. Khalid Al Mislam, I hope I pronounced his name correctly, a photojournalist for a local sports outlet Alcast TV, died on Saturday. Um, it says Al Mislam Akatari died suddenly while covering the FIFA World Cup. Uh, he, uh, we believe in Allah's mercy and forgiveness for him, and send our deepest condolences to his family. The Gulf, uh, the Gulf Times reported uh, the circumstances of his death were unclear, but the announcement was made on the same day that a security guard was seriously injured when he fell at Lusail Iconic Stadium. The guard, who is reportedly a migrant worker, fell about uh, about two a.m. local time Saturday after the quarterfinal game between Argentina and the Netherlands. Mm. Same same yep. time, Grant Wall yep. yep. fell yep. ill and passed away. Remember, he was the one. Oh man, that also. Okay, this is it's too eerie, man. It is strange. One yep. fan told the UK news outlet that the guard fell from a significant height at the stadium and was rushed to Hamad Hospital, where he was listed in stable but critical condition. Wall forty nine died after collapsing at Lucelle Stadium while covering the same game as the guard. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, but his, and his brother is uh, the one that led the charge, believing that um, there may have been some, you know, duplicitous activity right. surrounding his brother's unfortunate passing. So there you go. Uh, I feel like the whole damn day we've been talking about sad stories. Sadness, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, that is another uh, really sad story. We'll come back, try to uh, lighten up the mood a little bit. We're going to talk some Cowboys and Texans on the other side. Cowboys made an acquisition to the wide receiver room. Hey May now. not be the acquisition you think, uh, but also the Odell Beckham Jr. story just will not go away. We'll <laughs> talk about that more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.